Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Yes, once again, we've all gathered together for The Ralph Report. So happy to have you here on this Tuesday, October 13th, year of our Lord Shizmu 2020. All hell, Shizmu. It is right to give him thanks and praise. <laughs> he almost cut me off. Well, I was just about to uh, pat myself on the back. Because I wrote down here on this piece of paper, Tuesday, October 12th. Oh. And I know it's not the 12th because yesterday was the 12th. Yes. So today is absolutely the 13th. It's so the I was going to say, I just, I caught myself on the fly <laughs> and made that quick adjustment in my own head. Such a pro. Right? Such a pro. This is a good sign for the show. <laughs> I think this is going to be a, a top-notch show. I think I'm on top of my game today. Mm, slick. Real slick. I'm your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman. That grumpy voice you hear in the ah. background is the vice host himself. Please, give him some applause. Make him feel loved so he cheers the fuck up. <laughs> it's Eddie Pence, everybody. Hey, everybody. Yo, ho, Eddie. What's got you down, Odie? You just go in cycles, you know? You get you have some down days, you have some up days. Not when that microphone gets I, hot, sorry, baby. I just, when I, that I'm microphone little... gets hot, so do you. I'm here. When the red light is on. Uh, there's a, Where's the light? Turn on there's your no heart light. light in the world's, words of the great Neil Diamond. And E.T. He, he didn't say that. <laughs> E.T. said, Elliot, idiot, phone home. E.T sucked you don't like at e. talking no he's fine it, it he's wasn't great. his native language well, learn the fucking language i'm sure if you went to et berg or wherever he's from then you <laughs> how the hell are you gonna speak his hold language hold up a minute i'm not gonna let that just slide by e. you you're guessing et is from a quaint little village called et berg you're assuming was <laughs> that or ville yeah i think he's from a planet isn't he oh, whatever yeah doesn't matter I'm just saying that these goddamn foreigners going to come here live in our America. <laughs> least they can do is learn the goddamn language. <laughs> Speak American, E.T. He likes Reese cups. Reese pieces. Reese pieces. No, now you got me doing it. Reese's <laughs> pieces is what he likes. There's no Reese's in, involved Reese's. in the equation. We're going to have a good show, despite what this guy I'm here. Says. I'm, I'm, I'm in a good mood now. All right, good. We got a hell of a show lined up for you today, kids. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Well, because it's Tuesday, and that means we're going to take a look at one of the great TV theme songs of all time. At your request, we'll also talk about the television program as well. I'm really happy about today's choice because this was a formative show for me when i was growing up uh, one of the ones that had a big impact on me okay largely because my sister was obsessed with it so i bonded with her over this television program it's a 70 show uh, yeah 70 show okay. yeah i was little she was older but uh she was obsessed and so i you know i wanted to hang with my older sister and she's gonna rule the roost be so. cool yeah and we had to watch what she wanted yeah. to watch on friday nights <laughs> on abc there so uh, we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Entertainment news. Great batch of phone calls today. So much to talk about it. So I think when it's all over, it's all said and done, you're going to go, 
That was an hour and change well spent. Stock guarantee. I make you that promise. Well, you won't regret your choice no, listening to the Ralph Report never today. Do. Uh, before we get into the show itself, I want to read this email from Britton Zahn. He is from Denver, Colorado. He's a Garmy member there in the Mile High City, and he is talking about what he plans to do for his kid for Halloween. Oh. Because we brought this up. Yeah. We're bemoaning the fact that Halloween is more or less canceled this year in a lot of places because trick-or-treating is being frowned upon and folks, I think, have sort of given up in a lot of ways. Yeah, it seems like it. You don't see a lot of houses decorated and stuff. No. There's some people There's... trying to fight the good fight, and I appreciate them for that, but... yeah. For me, I'm like, why am I decorating if kids aren't coming by? Right. The only reason I did it was to scare the shit out of <laughs> young people. It's the only joy I got on you Halloween. Stand out there in a robe. Yeah, flashing. <laughs> Your huge balls. Hey, you want a trick? Here's a treat. There's a couple of them. They're king size. I'm giving out the king size ones this year, not the fun size. No, I would. Uh, we had like a robot. Uh, butler that oh yeah i know that thing is creepy as shit motion yeah. sensor when you come up and you'd start talking oh quote the raven nevermore <laughs> and you know fun stuff like that we had the uh, smoke machine yeah. last year and we had you, got, uh, you went all out yeah i remember that we it was a big thing at the house back when uh you know i still had a one house now i have two <laughs> yeah i have an apartment yeah well it's true um anyway Britain wrote in with his idea, and I thought this was charming, and it choked me up, and I wanted to share this with you. And perhaps if you're a parent out there, I know we have a lot of parents who listen to the Roth Report, maybe you can make some suggestions of how you're making this Halloween special for your kid in the uh, age of COVID. He says, uh, hi, Ralph and Eddie. Yeah, I know you've talked about this before, what to do on Halloween. Well, my son is eight years old. See, that hurts me more than my kid. My uh -huh. kid's 10. She's even starting to sort of yeah. age out of that golden era yeah. of trick-or-treating. Eight's a sweet spot. Eight is spot on. He is eight years old, so he is in prime trick-or-treating age. But, of course, this year it's just not going to happen, uh. unfortunately. But I didn't want the day to go by without anything special going on. So I've decided I'm going to build him a scavenger hunt to do around the house and our property with each solved clue leading to a small bag of candy, little toys or whatnot. And then the final clue will lead him to a large Lego set that I bought oh, him as a gift. Oh, nice. I knew you'd react strongly to nice. that. Nice. I figured this would give him something more memorable than just missing trick-or-treating or watching a scary movie or something like that. Takes a little bit more effort on my part, and maybe it isn't the traditional Halloween, but that's my idea for what we will be doing. Might be good to share with others in the Garmy if people are looking for stuff to do. It might be a good topic to have people call in with their own ideas for Halloween. Thank you, Britain's on Denver, Colorado. That's a great idea. It's He's a gonna, great idea. That kid's going to remember that his whole life. Yes. It's a, regardless, even if it wasn't Halloween light because of the COVID situation, Britain, that is a remarkably fun thing for an eight-year-old kid to do, and he will remember that. And you are an excellent parent, yes. sir. May I give you congrats. Bravo. For uh, going out of your way to come up with something clever for your kid to do. So if you've got ideas of what you're going to do for your kid, if you're a parent, or an aunt, or a grandparent, or a kid. A guardian, a legal guardian. Your kid should be listening to no. this show. <laughs> send it along. Either send me an email or leave it on the on the voicemail, the Ralph Report hotline. I'd love to hear what your plans are, because I'm sure a lot of parents out there are scratching their heads saying, what can I do to make this holiday special in light of the fact that the traditional avenues are sort of closed off to yeah. us now? One more thing before we get into the show. And uh, this comes about well for several reasons yesterday i mentioned you know and eddie was saying before the microphones went on um 
you go th- you go through your your ups and downs. You 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 especially in this world we're living in. Some days are harder than others. Yes. Sometimes for no even apparent reason, you just yeah. get the blues because we're all fighting so hard every day on so many fronts. Yeah. That it can get get you down emotionally or mentally. You wake up with a cloud over your head some days. You yeah. can't help it. I mentioned uh, some negative comments uh, regarding the show had me feeling a little bit down a couple of days ago. So I know we're all fighting the good fight. And I got a, a voicemail message, speaking of the Ralph Report hotline, from a gentleman. And I won't identify him. And he didn't want to go in the air with it. But he called me basically because he was having a full-blown anxiety attack. Mm. It was hard for him to even get through the phone call. He took his dog out for a walk just to get some fresh air and to change the scenery and hope that he could work through it. And he called back afterwards, and I'm glad that you did, sir, to let me know he was okay and he did get through it. But he mentioned that calling the Ralph Report hotline, just that number, and and talking to me virtually by leaving a message helped him, made him feel better. Yeah. His only request was... I know you guys talk about the suicide prevention hotline from time to time. Could you just talk about some resources for folks who are dealing with uh, mental health issues during this crisis? And we just had World Mental Health Day over the weekend. Exactly. And um, I I took that to heart and I realized this show is largely goofy and just about a good time and a smile. But I do feel an obligation uh, when the situation arises to touch base on these kind of things because everybody is struggling with it. And I know other members of the Garmy have left similar messages or have mentioned things in the Discord chat or on the uh, live stream events that they're struggling. So I did want to talk about this, and I didn't know if everybody was um, aware of it or not, but I wanted to give out some resources. If you're here in the United States, this applies to you. I know we have a ton of listeners in Canada and around the world, so I'm sure there are similar sort of organizations and resources that you can find if you go online and just do a little work. But this one is called the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, and it's part of the U.S. government. It's the SAMHSA. <laughs> is there? They got to work on that. They got to work on that. They got to come up with a better <laughs> acronym or initialism or whatever it's called than that. But SAMHSA <laughs> is the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Their website is SAMHSA.gov. S A M H S A.gov. And they have a ton of resources there for folks who are struggling. Most significantly, the Samus National Helpline, which is 1-800-662-HELP. 1-800-662-HELP. That's 4357. And basically, that is a free, confidential Treatment, referral, and information service that's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, all year long, both in English and in Spanish, for individuals and families who are facing mental and or substance abuse problems. And that's, you know, that's separate than the suicide prevention line, which is also a great resource. But this is more specifically towards people who are just either having trouble coping, going through something tough, or perhaps have a problem with substance abuse that they need to get a handle on. So I wanted to give out that information. Again, it's 1-800-662-HELP, and they can uh, refer you to a treatment center nearby. They can give you advice. They can um, direct you to community-based organizations, support groups. All kinds of free information is available through SAMHSA. (laughs) So um, I just wanted to recommend it because I think they do a good service. And again, it's a 24-7 365. So if you need any help, even if it's just need a starting place to maybe find a support group in your area or um, 
I guess they're doing virtual meetings and stuff yeah, now yeah, for yeah. people who are going through substance abuse issues, or you need referral perhaps for a, a doctor or find some other free medical help for mental health issues. The Substance Abuse Mental Health Services Administration hotline. Once again, samhsa.gov is the website. You can check it out for yeah. yourself. Just reach out and make a connection with somebody. Even if it's somebody you know, if it's someone you don't know, just make a connection. And that that sometimes can be enough to kick you out of the funk that you're in. And I have to say, more calls than I ever talk about, and certainly more than I would ever like, are are people who leave messages on the Ralph Report hotline. Yeah. They just say, I know you're not really listening, but I know you will hear this, and it helps just to say it out loud. Yeah. And if that is the case, then by all means, feel free to use that phone number yeah. for that reason as well. That phone number, of course, is one eight three three. You can always call me there. It's the Ralph Report hotline. I love when you guys reach out there. You leave your messages, and I get to listen to them. I do hear them all, and then I grab a handful of them. We put them here at the top of the show in a segment called Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's going to play your calls now and see what's on your mind. Starting off with John. John is calling in from our friends and neighbors to the north in Canada. Yesterday was Canadian Thanksgiving Day. Yes. So as a tribute to all things Canadian, I played one apparently of their uh, biggest rock anthems up there called... Uh, uh, soda song. Give me a soda. Go, go, get, a go soda. get a soda. Let's go get a soda. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> and we were like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> right. Let's go get a soda. Because no, it doesn't. No one dies. Something right. like that. Let's get, a, let's get a soda so no one drowns and no one dies, <laughs> so no one hurts and no one cries. Let's get a soda. And I'm like, we, we were being the dumb Americans that we are. We were perplexed, and so many of you came to the rescue and uh, filled us in on what was behind. Let's get a soda by Kim Mitchell is the artist's name. Hey Ralph, it's John from London, Ontario. Started helping understand Kim Mitchell's go for a soda. It's actually just a song that was used by Mad Mothers Against Drunk Driving Canada for you know, not drinking and driving. That's pretty much the short of it. Yeah. Anyway, if you want to check out more Kim Mitchell, check the Patio Lanterns. Fantastic song. Love you. Meet it. Bye. Yeah, apparently Go For A Soda was used by um, Mad and other organizations up in Canada to encourage people not to drink and drive. So instead of saying, hey, what do you say? Let's go for a drink. You yeah. say, let's go for a soda, and that way you're... Uh, so it's kind of like what we thought. There's no negative repercussions for going and getting a soda. Yes, except for the fact that Kim Mitchell, when asked, said it has nothing to do with oh, drinking really? and driving. <laughs> <laughs> it's simply about people in conflict, whether it be in a relationship or with someone else, and it's a way to decompress and to uh, to reduce the tension going out and getting a soda, something as wholesome as and fun as that. Right makes everyone a little less tense just so taking a time out a little bit doesn't sound like he's uh against the 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 way his song was appropriated but well, i don't think was, he's for drunk driving no exactly that was not his <laughs> initial reason behind it had nothing to do with alcohol he said it was simply about yeah. de-escalating a tense situation by going off and okay. getting a soda that makes sense. so either way it still works now john mentioned at the end of that call a song called patio lanterns mm -hmm. and i've heard from many canadian garmy members that patio lanterns is Kim Mitchell's big signature song okay. in Canada. It apparently is the summertime party anthem of Canada. Okay. 
when you listen, when you go to a party at someone's house, when everyone's hanging out outside partying in Canada, eventually that song will come on and you are, I think, uh, by law, obligated to sing along oh, with it. Good to know. Now, apparently this song is a point of contention amongst Canadians as well, because I also got this call from Alex. Hi, Ralph, and yo-ho, Eddie. Uh, this is Alex, three-star general up in uh, Mississauga, Ontario, Canada. Ralph, you've never heard of Kim Mitchell? I have one thing to say to you. Good. <laughs> Canada is responsible for two big crimes against humanity in our sweet history. Okay. One is our treatment of First Nations people in the country. Right. I'm sorry about that. Okay. And two, having to listen to patio lanterns at every summer event yeah. since the late 90s. Yeah. Kim Mitchell is responsible for one of the worst Canadian rock songs <laughs> in history. And this is from a country that introduced Nickelback. True. Oof. Love you. Mean it. Bye. So now my curiosity is piqued. Some people say you got to listen to it. Some people say it's the bane of my existence. They're apologizing on behalf of their nation for it. How can we not? Take a little listen to Kim Mitchell's classic rock party anthem from the 80s, Patio Lanterns. If you if you don't like it, sorry, but for the next minute and a half or so, I'm going to introduce this song to the rest of the world. Lantern. They spent baby. half the night making lemonade. Well, you see, he had a, it takes a long time to make that much lemonade. They drank a lot. Didn't you hear them? When they were all so shy. Oh my God. Don't pick on patio lanterns. First Don't of all, get I, half the country mad at us, first, would you please? First of all, I didn't know it was patio lanterns. I thought it was patty o lanterns. You thought it was an like Irish, an Irish guy when you first said the song. Patio lantern. <laughs> oh, look like, at me. Oh. I'm making lemonade for everyone. I'm patio lantern. Well, the way you said it, I thought it was Patty O'Lanterns. Well, no, because it was Not Patty O'Lanterns, Lantern. I would have said Patty O'Lanterns. That's what I thought. That's Instead what I, I said. Patty O'Lanterns. Yeah. 
patty patio, patio lanterns. Oh, I didn't leave a big you enough gap. There was for not you. a big enough gap. I thought it was patty o lanterns, <sighs> which I probably would have enjoyed that song more. Sorry, Canada. <laughs> I apologize for the vice host's behavior. You don't want to make an international incident. With one of their few remaining countries that will still talk to us. Oh, yeah. They won't let us in, but they won't but they'll still talk to us. <laughs> I like Canada. I love Canada. Anyway. I don't I like don't, that song. But. Well, how I love, dare I, you? I love the country. What? Listen, listen, I America also has some Oh yeah, we have some hot garbage some, down here. Some yeah. dumb party anthem songs oh, yeah. that everyone seems to sing along with Everything. every time you gather together a keg and twelve people. Everything's come out of Kid Rock's mouth. Oh, that fucker! But I'm trying to think of like what's well, a quintessential American mm. song that you hear almost at every party. Maybe "Born in the USA" by Springsteen. Yeah, maybe that one. Or "Thunder Road," maybe. Um, hmm. "Sweet Caroline" by Neil Diamond. A lot of Neil Diamond. That's sort of a catch-all. But we don't really have one per se, and apparently Sweet that's... Home Alabama. Yeah, it's played a lot of yeah, summertime stuff. Yeah, Lynn Skinner. What's the other goddamn one? Um, <laughs> Which one? Fuck country rock <laughs> bullshit. Um, I got friends in low places. Yeah, that's another one. <laughs> uh, that would, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good. Well, call. we have some hot garbage here. <laughs> uh, what's the Freebird? Oh, Freebird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that too much. Anyway, <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm. Neutral on patio lanterns. If you love it, great. If you don't, okay. What? But I had to explore it because now I was interested in what's going on in okay. the, I'm glad the Canadian mind. People like that. That's great. I don't particularly like that song. Oh, stop. Stop saying that. Why? Because I'm the guy who has to answer the phone calls and <laughs> the gonna emails. It's going to be about me. They're going to hate on me. Eddie at therothreport.com is his email address, <laughs> by the way, if you have a bone to pick with the vice host. I hate a lot of songs here, too. That's true. So... All right, Doug's up next. Doug has a question. I think maybe time to revive an old segment called That's My Opinion. Mm. Hey, Ralph and Odie. Um, this is Doug, four-star general in Oklahoma, and I have a question for you. All right. When did it become and why did it become unacceptable for men to have long hair? I have long hair, and mm -hmm. people kind of look at me sometimes like I shouldn't have it, and mm -hmm. I just kind of curious about that. Um, so, yeah, there's my question. Love you, mean it. Bye. Well, I don't have a definitive or scientific answer for you, Doug, but I certainly can tell you my opinion. You asked for his advice, and now it's time for Ralph Garman to give you some helpful hints for better living. It's time for That's My Opinion. How do you know what's good for me? That's my opinion! Yes. I don't think anyone feels that it's not right for men to have long hair. Yeah. I just think, as in most things, it it comes and goes with the state of fashion that we're living in. Yeah. I mean, think about it. At one point in the late 50s, early 60s, uh, you know, once Beatlemania hit, guys started growing their hair long in the 60s, and a lot of people looked down on them and said, get a haircut, boy, get yeah. a get a job. Hippie. And there was, uh, there was a price to be paid. Yeah. But there always is when you're sort of going against... The fashion of the day. Mm -hmm. And I think right now, men's hairstyles seem to be leaning on the shorter side. Yeah. A lot of guys are cutting their hair short on the side, maybe a little bit longer in the top, but you really don't see long, long hair anymore, even in rock bands and things like that. You yeah. don't see like the, remember when like Bon Jovi had that mane yeah. of hair or David Coverdale from uh, White Snake? And it seemed like that was the rock and roll signature was long, long locks. Well, 
you don't see anyone really wearing much of that. And anymore. a lot of bands age out of it, too. Like Pearl Jam, they all had long hair at the height of their fame. Not Kiss, baby. Kiss is still rocking that shoulder <laughs> yeah, length. They still wear a lot of makeup. Full shag, jet black, naturally jet black, I'm yeah. sure, hair. Oh, yeah, if Gene Simmons doesn't spray in paint their, that In their black 70s. At all. But here's my point, Doug. I think the most important part of your question is fuck them. That's my point. Yeah. But however, if you're going to say fuck fashion, this is a style that I really like that works for me. I think you also have to be willing to pay the price of having somebody maybe look at you with a side eye at the Walmart or something, but that's that's on well, them. How long it's a hair are you, you talking? You talking down to your waist, long hair, or just like know. longer hair down I to your don't shoulder? Care. I don't care how long Doug's hair is. <laughs> Whatever his length that he enjoys, I want him to enjoy it. Yeah. But he can't say, well, when, when did it not be okay to wear long hair? It's a fashion thing, and some people don't like that fashion. So the point is... You need to be strong, Doug. You need to be strong in your convictions and say, long hair, don't care, and you're just going to keep rocking it because for you, that makes you feel good. That's what the important part is. You do you. You, in the words of a wise man, the (laughs) vice host of this program, you, sir, do you. Yeah. And that's my opinion. That's my opinion! Sure is. I love this show. I love how we get to introduce members of the Garmy to the rest of the Garmy. We've done it with uh, Eric from Clearwater, Florida. <laughs> We've done it with Bridget from Long Island. We've done it with uh, Jen Schmidt and uh, Lindsay from Arkansas. We've had people who have become friends of the other listeners, and it's yeah. cool to expand that community and to expand our little cast of characters that we have here on the show. This guy has has garnered a level of support quicker than i think almost anyone else now people are asking hey where's virgil hey ralph i'm embarrassed i can't recall the name of taylor's dad the uh the great older guy from i think is it west virginia who tells such amazing stories and has such a great voice um it might be worth reaching out to him via taylor to see if he has any spooky stories for a hall for halloween or the uh Friday the 30th episode or a special episode for Patreon people only or something like that. Because he seems to me like the kind of guy who might have some crazy, spooky stories, man. All right, thanks. Scary stories from Virgil Brown. That'd be amazing. I like that idea, sir. And as luck would have it, <laughs> Virgil called in, left us a new message, but more importantly, left his contact information. Oh, no. So... <laughs> I think we're entering a new golden age of Virgil Brown. Hey there, Ralph Nettie. This sir is uh, Virgil Brown calling from Sarge Daisy, Tennessee. And uh, I'm sorry I haven't uh, called you all in a while. I, I haven't listened to your show. I've been able to listen to your show because uh, <clears throat> uh, Taylor's car has been in the shop and, you know, uh, we usually listen to your show uh, in her her little car. She can play uh, radio shows and stuff through her phone. Uh, she's got a little Yaris, but uh, her boyfriend got in an accident. And, uh, well, that's a whole other story right there. Right? He, you know, I don't want to embarrass her, but his cornbread just ain't baked all the way through, if you know what I mean. <laughs> But, uh, so I've been driving her in my truck and, uh, I said, well, I missed that Ralph Nettie show. Uh, you, 
just tell me what time it's on and what station I'll put it on. And she says, oh, Daddy, it's a podcast. And if you go on the Internet and if you download uh, this patron website and if you uh, Google this app and you fa- if you Facebook this and if, 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 and I said, well, baby girl, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a good Christmas. But you know I ain't doing none of that because uh, this may come as a shock to you all, but I am not a computer person. Really? And uh, <clears throat> she said, all right, well, I'll just play part of the show here on my speakerphone. And she did. And, and she played this song. Uh, that you played on your show on Friday mm. uh, called, uh, it was a, a spoof of the Monster Mash. Yeah, Monster, Monster Wop. I remember that song from my childhood. Hell, they played that song 50 times a day, you know, around Halloween. Only it was, uh, this spoof was the Monster Wop. Yeah. And uh, Taylor just was busting a gut. She just couldn't stop laughing. She's like a monkey with a banjo. She's just hollering and whooping. And and I didn't know what she was laughing about. And the uh, only thing I could think of was, you know, when I was a kid, uh, WAP oh boy. was something oh that you called an Italian person. Yes. Oh God. Uh, you know, we say uh calling an Italian person a WAP or Dago yeah. or Ati okay. or yeah. something like that. I don't do that anymore. No. But then I thought, well, that don't make no sense neither because uh, oh. Ralph and Eddie, they're both real good guys. And, Thank you. You know, that kind of name calling don't really fly these days. No, it doesn't. So I just thought if you guys would give me a call and maybe explain why that song was so funny, Oh boy. Uh, I'd appreciate that. Mm. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll give you my uh, my my home number is four two three, and I'm I'm home most of the day, so uh, uh, you can give me a call, and I'd appreciate it. Uh, love you, mean it, bye. So, uh, obviously, I edited out uh, Virgil's home number there, but he did leave the number, and I did write it down. So now it is going to be my great honor <laughs> to call Virgil Brown. Oh, I can't wait. And to explain to him <laughs> the significance of oh. Cardi B's song WAP and what the W-A and the P oh. stand for in that song and why in juxtaposition with Monster Mash... <laughs> His daughter found it so uh, humorous. And she's just completely passing the buck on you. Yeah. Yeah, she's not explaining it at all. No, She's no. making you do this. Is, uh, she, why don't you uh, ask Ralph, Dad, why it's so funny? <laughs> Apparently is what Taylor's response was. So wow. I'm going to reach out to uh, Virgil Brown from Saudi Daisy, Tennessee, and uh, try to uh, get him on the horn. And if I do, uh, I certainly will uh, record it and play it. This might be the, the most highly anticipated interview you've ever done. It may be. And uh, I will tell him the truth to the best of my ability. And then I will, if he's still talking to me, I will suggest the idea of perhaps a Halloween, uh, his scariest story oh, that he can share with can't us. Can't wait.
But uh, we're making some movement there in the Virgil Brown world. I thought <laughs> many of you would be happy to hear that. And speaking of happy, you know, we play a little upbeat music for you every day. Something to get you going in these dark times. We all can use uh, some musical reinforcement. Vic called in with this suggestion, and it certainly is appropriate. Ralph, Yoho Eddie. This is Vic, two-star general from Santa Ana. I uh, just want to give a suggestion for happy hits. Uh, as a day removed from watching our new NBA champion, Los Angeles Lakers, I wanted to suggest I Love L.A. by Randy Newman. That song, just I could be driving, or I could be in my patio, hanging out, and it just peps me right the fuck up because it reminds me of how where I grew up and the sports teams that I watched and just everything in between. So, yeah, that's my hit. That's my suggestion on me. I Love L.A. by Randy Newman. I would think largely responsible for a great many people who moved to this city in the 80s and yeah. 90s. Hearing that song, it makes this town sound like it's I know. a lot of fun. I know. It's, a, it's how I pictured this town would be before I moved here. I had it on a cassette <laughs> showing you how long ago I drove to California from Philadelphia. That was part of a short mixtape of all California songs, and I must have heard it 400 <laughs> times on my drive out here. Um, yes, the LA Lakers did win the uh, NBA championship. Congratulations. I don't know. We don't talk a lot of sports on this program except for uh, football, but I'm not a big basketball guy and I'm not a, I'm not originally from LA. So I have no real connection with the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. And so I apologize if for folks out there who, uh, who also feel the same way. However, I wouldn't play this song if I didn't think it also was genuinely a happy hit. Mm. Absolutely is peppy and it's a great tune. And so uh, I know we have a lot of Southern California listeners. Of course, this is for celebration, not only the L.A. Lakers, but because it's a great tune. Randy Newman's I Love L.A. Hate New York City. It's cold and it's damp. And all the people dressed like monkeys. Let's leave Chicago to the That town's a little bit too rugged for you and me, you bad girl. Rolling down Imperial Highway, the big nasty red out of my side. Santa and the wind's blowing hot from the north We were born to ride Roll down the wind Put down the top Crank up the beach boys, baby Don't let the music stop We go ride it till we Just can't ride it no more Day. I 
good tune. Yes. Great driving song. You think you're coming to L.A. and it's all going to be like that. <laughs> I still wouldn't want to live anywhere else. No, I still love L.A. as well. All right. Thanks to everybody who called in. You, too, can be featured on the segment. But you know what you got to do? You got to call me. I remember when I first landed in Los Angeles, I got my finally got a fir- my first job at a restaurant and it was in Glendale, California, and I was desperate, desperate for friends. And there was another guy, a waiter there, who was really a bit of a dick and a loudmouth. <laughs> but I was desperate for friends, so we started palling around together sort of um, casually, and I was listening to that tune driving in my car and i had a sunroof which was open so the wind was blowing around it was a beautiful day and he was a big burly ginger haired guy with a beard and the lyric in there says big nasty redheaded by by my side and i looked over and i was like (laughs) this is not what i imagined in my head when i heard that lyric big nasty redhead by my side i was imagining something completely different funny Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All right, boys and girls, because it's Tuesday, we'd like to take a look at the huge calendar that hangs here on the Batcave Vault. In fact, it's I think it's on the door of the video vault. We put it yes. there because that's how big it is. There's no space anymore. There's no more space. Uh, it's got on it all of the holidays associated with each and every day on the calendar. You'd be surprised to know how many holidays fall on every day so we break them down for you by telling you which ones we seem to believe are legitimate which ones seem like bullshit in a segment called holiday or holiday holiday or holiday please tell me what we celebrate ralph garman today is own business day these are own business own business day own your business or own a business. Own. Own business. O. Okay. W N. Just seems weird. Own. Own business. Business day. <laughs> for me. those who have their own. I get it. Businesses. But it should, a better name. You are. Own a, your business. You are a own pick, a business. You're a picky motherfucker. It just today. sounds like you're Between not saying patio it. Right. Lanterns. It's like own business. Me like. <laughs> own business day. Make money. Own businesses. Solo businesses, business owners. Business owners day. There you go. That's a better name. No. Own business. (laughs) Own business day celebrates those business owners who don't simply run their businesses, by the way. They live it, Eddie Pence. As you can imagine, this day is particularly near and dear to my heart. (laughs) Yes. As someone who does live his own business on a daily basis. You are the Ralph Report. My family, my friends, everyone is involved (laughs) in my business. It says here, Eddie Pence, that they are the social and economic backbones of our communities. They serve as role models with their can-do attitude. I had no idea. (laughs) You do have a can-do attitude. I'm a role model. (laughs) Who knew? Anyway, on this day, they celebrate all independent business owners in the world and uh, pay tribute to them. 
by giving them a little extra awareness. And I'm a big believer in this, not just simply because I have my own business, but because in this economic crisis that we're going through, yeah. it's more important than ever to patronize your local businesses. Yeah, support all those small businesses. You know, if you want a pizza and you want to get it ordered in because you don't want to go to a restaurant because of COVID, don't order from Domino's yeah. or Pizza Hut. Find some local pizzeria, some mom and pop shop that's trying to keep their doors open. Yeah. Order from them. Yeah, if you have to get some groceries or something, go to one of these smaller places. You yeah, know? you don't have to go to the corporate uh, BMFs that <laughs> yeah. are out the there. The Walmarts will be fine if you don't shop there. They're thriving. Yes, They're exploding. They'll be fine. And, you know, I, I tend to buy stuff from Amazon, but it's only things that I don't think I can find anywhere else, yeah. you know. But for the most part, I do try to uh, frequent the local businesses that are still open as much as I can. So it's a great idea on this own business day. So we're behind that. Absolutely. 100%. It's also the Navy's birthday. Happy birthday, Navy. How old's the Navy? The Navy, Eddie Pence, is old. <laughs> it's very, very old. old. Very, very old. <laughs> the Continental Navy was born on this day, October 13th in 1775. Oh, that is old. So if you want to do the math, you can figure out uh, how old the, they are today. Mm, not good with math. Hold a second. You're uh, doing the math. I got a, I got a well, calculator here on my desk. So that's one year older so, than America, right? Because 1776 is the America's birthday, right? Well, they were fighting for our freedom right. before we so declared it, ourselves independent. older than that. Yeah. So do you happen to know how old America is? Well, Is that going to help you? No. no. 1976 so was the bicentennial. Bring, oh, my God. Let me just do some math here. 2020 <laughs> minus 1775 <laughs> equals... It's 245 years oh, old today. Okay, there we go. So happy birthday, Navy. On your 245th birthday. You guys earned it. We salute you. Um, two ships and a crew of 80 men. That was the Continental Navy on this day in 1775. Really? Two ships and 80 seamen. Wow. <laughs> really? <laughs> on their birthday? You're gonna you're gonna be you're gonna be a child. They've had on 245 their years to come with a better name. Well, I guess seamen. they call them sailors as well. That's much better. Uh, my dad was a Navy man. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so I have a particular fondness for the United States Navy. So anchors away, boys mm. and ladies. Boy, that was sexist. Yeah, it was. Anchors away, seamen. <laughs> sea persons. Sailors. Sea persons. Sea persons. Sea women. <laughs> happy uh happy Sea person. Birthday. Own business. <laughs> We're all talking like bizarro. <laughs> All right, let's get serious, because today is also, uh, by the way, I got to give them a bell for the Navy. Yes, right? you do. Uh, it's also metastatic, um, it's hard mm. to even get out, Sometimes. metastatic breast cancer awareness day. On this day, it focuses on the estimated 271,000 Americans who are diagnosed with this destructive cancer. Mm. It is, as you can imagine, the, the, uh, the worst kind of breast cancer, although treatments for all kinds are improving, uh, metastatic cancer is a stage four cancer that not only invades the breast, but all areas of the body it affects the liver and the lungs and the brain and the lymph nodes and more. Ugh. So it is uh, truly devastating, not only to the patients, but to the families therein as well. So on this day, October is breast cancer awareness month on this day. It's more important than ever to raise money, to continue research into metastatic breast cancers. And also besides treatment options, also prevention is key. So get out there and get your mammograms and get yeah. to know your breasts, feel for any irregular irregularities or lumps or anything doesn't seem right. Make sure you see a doctor yeah. as soon as possible. And as always, fuck cancer. Yeah, as always. In line with that... 
Today is also National No Bra Day. Oh. Which ties in also with breast cancer awareness. I, I find that completely... I'm, I'm you're, all about... You're almost at a loss for words I'm about it. I'm all about awareness for breast cancer awareness. And this particular day, No Bra Day, <laughs> really drives it home, I think, better than almost any other holiday. I've noticed uh, bras are becoming more and more scarce. Optional? Yes. It does seem like uh, women don't feel obligated to have to wear one all the time. And I say be free. Yeah. Let go. Live free. Allow your body to enjoy the freedom that yeah. comes from being untethered. Now, I was reading an article, too, due to the pandemic and the quarantine, women are not wearing bras now because well, they're of, working from home. They're working from home, so the, they're getting used to not wearing them, so they could become a thing of the past. Oh, wouldn't that be nice if finally we could we could take the chains off of <laughs> that most... Of the puppies? Most precious of all <laughs> glands. The mammary glands. The glands that feed our youth <laughs> and and raise strong Americans. Yes. If we could finally get them out of the yoke of oppression they've been living under for all these years. <laughs> so uh, as we celebrate Breast Cancer Awareness Month, it is a perfect day to take your bras off, ladies. Just let them go. Just, just, just let them fly. Let them fly. And of course, I'm not saying... Uh, you know, if you really wanted to support it, you would take photographs and send them along to me and I would then, you know, wow, post really? them someplace in support. I'm not saying that, but I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. If someone were to send me a photograph, <laughs> you would open it up and look at I it. I would look at yes. it and I perhaps would, you know, post it, repost it as celebrating no bra day. Oh, only in that only in that strictest sense. Yes. Any any photo that came after no bra day, of course, would have to be put in a separate folder that I would hold on to and keep in hopes that next year I could once again celebrate. Would this you holiday. also accept videos? Well, it would be rude, Eddie, to me say, "Oh, photos are fine, but your video—that's not acceptable. That's not a good tribute on No Bra Day." By all means, of course, okay. yes. Just want to know. Yes, and uh, uh, sketches, line Sketch. drawings, <laughs> uh, rubbings. If you just want to take a piece of chalk, just rub your do breasts, a, do a yeah. rubbing. Okay, I'm. I'm. Anything. I, I like all kinds of art. Any medium about breasts? Not necessarily. I'm just that it's it's no bra day. I didn't pick the day. <laughs> your brain out of the gutter. Hey, speaking of brains. Oh, mm -hmm. by the way, here's for no bra day. Yes. Speaking of brains, it's also train your brain day. Train your brain day. Train your brain day, Eddie. Here we go. It's a good day for you. I do need that. Yes. Improve your thinking power, Eddie, by engaging in some puzzling games and riddles. Like work Sudoku? on your work on your cognitive Sudoku? skills. Yes, number games, brain teasers, they all improve cognition. So riddles and word games, they challenge areas of the brain that we don't use every day. So they say you should engage in some brain teasers today to get yourself back up to snuff. Stop just sitting there watching television. Mm. Stop watching Mando and pick up a game or two to work your brain out a little bit and train your brain. Okay. I will. Instead of watching the boys, I'll do that. No, watch the boys first, then train your brain. <laughs> Crossword puzzles, uh, word games, number puzzles. I have going currently, I think, about 23 games of words with friends. Oh, yeah, you're big phone. on the words with friends. Yeah, yeah, Love yeah. it. Yeah. And I either, fortunately or unfortunately, uh, signed up on words with friends using my <laughs> uh, my name. And you're so not supposed to do I am that. Not, I am not hard to find. 
I have found out. And How many uh, requests do you get to play Words with Fred? Many, many. Wow. Many. And if I have rejected your request to play, by the way, I uh, I apologize. I simp- it's, not, it's not a personal thing. I simply don't have the time to play the games that I'm already in the midst of. <laughs> but I play with some Garmin members. I play with Jana Bond. Oh, okay. I play with uh, Midnight Smoke. Okay. Uh, there's a there's a bunch of them that came in that got in early yeah, that yeah. I was able to work into my in. rotation. But <laughs> who's your most famous person you play with? I play with Seth Green oh, okay. from Family Guy. Cool. He's also a big fan. I play with David Shore, creator of uh, House MD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He and I play I all the that time. Show. Um, that's about it for famous people. Okay. It's kind of fallen out of favor. It was white hot there. It was for huge a for a, for a hot minute. Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, a great story where uh, Alec Baldwin got in trouble on a plane because he wouldn't stop playing. And they, <laughs> they told to him to put, oh, his phone, to put his phone on uh, airplane mode or whatever, <laughs> and he refused to do it because he was in a heated Words with Friends game. So anyway, work your brain, for God's sakes. All right. So oh, wow. blew my brain up. That's my brain on Words with Friends. I meant to do this instead, hit mm. the wrong button. All right, this is what we do at this point. We find a holiday with a food related to it, and we run to past Daddy Pence to see if it's something that he would eat. Or perhaps stick up his ass, then pull out. <coughs> Today is no different. I run the food past Eddie, then we find out whether he would eat it or not by pulling the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. If we get a jackpot, that means, yay, Eddie would eat it. <laughs> However, if the reels are mismatched, then... Oh, come on. Nothing. I said yes yesterday. I know. Let's see if we can make it two in a row. <laughs> hey, for you Brits, you're going to like this. Although this day is celebrated here in the United States, I don't believe it's celebrated in the UK, although this food is of British origin. It is National Yorkshire Pudding Day. National Yorkshire Pudding Day observed across these United States each year on this day, October 13th. Now, trying to explain Yorkshire pudding to the average American can be difficult mm-hmm. because pudding has a certain connotation here in the States that is not shared with other countries. Yes, chocolate pudding. No, that well, that's chocolate pudding here. That's what but I any think. pudding here, right. vanilla pudding, rice pudding. Yes, it's, it's pudding. A, it's pudding. So you think of something that is a certain, simply a dessert treat. Yes, I think of pudding. Puddings, however, are mean many things, especially in the U.S. This is like that pie thing we were talking about. It's kind of like pies that. and puddings. Yes. You just throw it around willy nilly. I stuff. mean, pudding goes back to like the 1300s, where anything that was made that was boiled and wrapped at the time was sort of known as a pudding. Hmm. So it, it could be savory or sweet. It didn't okay. have to be simply a dessert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, even in, in the UK, pudding, for the most part, has taken on the meaning of meaning uh, dessert or after dinner treat. Yes. But there are still some holdovers from the, the okay. olden days. What's a Yorkshire pudding? Not a Yorkshire pudding. <laughs> a Yorkshire pudding. Yorkshire. Is uh, basically it's batter that uh-huh. you put into a – originally it was, it was put into a pan – and then it was baked. It was a baked treat, almost like a uh, like a biscuit or a bread. Okay. But they used to bake it underneath a roast that they were making in the oven. So stuff would drip on it? Yes, okay. Eddie. It would catch all the drippings the of the fat, of yeah, the yeah, meat. Yeah. And then that would imbue that, uh, that baked good with all the flavors from the meat. So mm. instead of wasting the drippings from a, a pork loin or a roast beef, you would get it into the batter and it would bake up and then take on the taste of that. So it was served with the meat as sort of the bread that you would serve with the dinner. And um, it has since grown where now it kind of looks like what I call a popover. It looks like an overgrown almost uh, like cupcake, muffin? like a cupcake okay. or muffin. 
but it's hollow on the inside. Okay. But it traditionally is still served with uh, drippings or gravy of whatever meat that you're serving it gotcha. with. And then you put a little butter on there and a little salt, and boy, that's some good eating right there. I'm a huge fan of popovers. My uh, my ex, Carrie, makes an amazing popover. I've had these Yorkshire puddings in the UK as well. These are all really delicious. So it's, a, it's hollow? Is that what you're saying? It is a flaky bread treat with, with, the, with the, the, fat drizzles on it. Yes. That's okay. covered either with gravy or, or, gravy or, or drippings fat. or something like that. That's so all it is. That's all it is. The okay. Yorkshire pudding. That's all it is. It's okay. pretty simple, peasant fare for a simpler time in the UK's history. Is that something Eddie Pence would eat or not? Let's find out by pulling that handle. Here we go. One Yorkshire, two Yorkshire, three Yorkshire. <laughs> well, it's just like dipping like a dinner roll in gravy, right? Pretty much. So yeah. only it's better than any dinner roll you've ever had. Okay, it I really never is. had one, but I figure if I, if I take my dinner roll and I dip it in my mashed potatoes and gravy, so that's got to be similar. It correct? is. It is similar, but the. Uh, the the flaky crust of this thing is just it's light and it's delicious and it's buttery and it's just it's a it's a great I would like to try great. one. You should someday. We'll have Steve come out and make some for oh, us. Yeah. yeah. Although fun. he doesn't eat carbs anymore, so he will. He what will do I for know? Me. You think he'll eat he'll a for he'll me. eat a Yorkshire pudding he'll do it for, for me. you? We'll see. Well, there you go. Eddie Pence. There you go. Two in a row. What? I don't want to get anyone's <laughs> hopes up. Because it's been a long time since we went on a roll. But I think I don't know. The three's a, good, a pattern if I, we can get three. I got a good feeling. And that's holiday or holiday. And now let's take a look at the entertainment news with a segment called the Showbiz Beat. And of course, Kanye West with his unerring timing when it comes to this presidential <laughs> campaign. Uh, three weeks before the election, has released his first campaign ad. Hmm. It's uh, it almost seems like he doesn't want to win. He's just doing it for another reason. Do you think? It almost seems that That's way. Very cynical of I you. I know. I'm Edwin. a cynical person. Um, it is solely. This spot is solely. Well, not solely. He says some nice things in it, but it's very weird. It's a very. You should go online and see the whole thing. I'm just going to play a piece of it. But it's. Um, it's all about we need to do better and help each other and stuff. It's all very aspirational, but there's no there there, as you can imagine. Yeah. What struck me odd was this. We as a people will revive our nation's commitment to faith, to what our Constitution calls the free exercise of religion, including, of course, prayer. It's a free exercise okay. of religion. All right. But I'm telling you, you got to start praying. Ugh. That's how you need to exercise the religion. Which I would say, as an American citizen, what if I don't want to pray? And maybe I'm I lean more agnostic or perhaps yeah. even atheist. Yeah. Can I still be in your country, Kanye? Yeah, can it's I, my, can you still be my president? It's my natural born right to not believe in anything you believe in. That, that's what gets me about people pushing religious agendas. It has to be their it, religion. No, I don't mind even people pushing religious agendas. If he wants to be a pastor, yes, then that's fine. He should be selling that because that's what is important to him but the, when you start crossing it over with politics for no. me i have to call bullshit on yeah. that so he should run for pastor not run for yeah. president i know he's got a church and i know he's a man of faith faith and i again please don't take me wrong if you are a person of faith um i try to make this clear when i talk about this stuff that your personal decisions about what you do to find solace and strength in your lives 
That is your business and I support you wholeheartedly. I don't like, however, people telling me that I need to no. conduct myself in the same way to be A, a good person in their eyes, or B, in order to get along and go along with everyone else. I don't think we have a place for that in this not country. Not in this country, no. That's so, not what this country is about. So. It shouldn't be about, anyway. So that's Kanye's uh, first campaign message. He's getting that message. Three weeks from there. today Three is the weeks, election. Yeah. So, so that makes a good time. Vote, vote accordingly. <laughs> oh, Days of Our Lives had to shut down production oh, because no. of a COVID-19 test that ended up being positive. Mm. It happens all the time. Cast, crew, and staff of the daytime drama have just been notified of the temporary shutdown. So it looks like there will be no new episodes running uh, towards the end of this month, beginning of next, because they're going to be behind the eight ball as they if, try to get things. What if one of the mannequins got COVID? Uh, Eddie is referring to the fact that they did say they were using mannequins for some love scenes, so people wouldn't have to be. So <laughs> have you close seen to it? Each other. No, I it's haven't. It's hysterical. Is it really? They're making this is out. actual. This is actual footage from yeah. from a soap opera. You'll see the two faces, and then they'll cut to the over the shoulder, and it's clearly a mannequin with a wig. And he's leaning in and just lays one on this mannequin. Oh it's my Lord. hilarious. That is that so is funny. Tragic, but funny. And they have to do it with a straight face. Oh. <laughs> I've worked in a few sitcoms. Those are those are tough hours and a tough gig. It's like doing a play every day. Oh, brutal. And uh, under these conditions, I can imagine even more so. Brutal. Mm. Speaking of coronavirus delays in productions, there's a show on Peacock, our new favorite uh, streaming service. Peacock streaming. As yes. far as I know, it's... Um, Free still, right? Peacock. I don't know. I think Peacock is still, in the is still trial free. Period. I think you can still go on Peacock and see whatever you want. Right. See as much streaming from the Peacock <laughs> as you want to right now. They're doing an original show called Dr. Death, hmm. which is a series based on a podcast, the Wondery podcast, based apparently on a true story about a um, rising star in the Dallas medical community, a young, charismatic, brilliant neurosurgeon who apparently was regularly leaving his patients either permanently maimed or dead. Oh, God. Uh, because he had uh, he was a sociopath, basically. So there's a guy you're putting your hands in your life in his hands, and he's uh, monkeying around with you. Oh, yeah. That's a nightmare. So originally, Jamie Dornan from Fifty Shades of Grey was supposed to play the lead, but he dropped out because of the, um, the coronavirus delays regarding the um, production, like he oh, can't man. wait any longer schedule-wise. Yeah, yeah. So Joshua Jackson has stepped in to play the role. Oh, really? Yeah. Which makes me happy because I love Joshua Jackson. I do too. Jackson. I love Fringe. the one Fringe, yeah. yeah. And uh, Dawson's Creek, of course. And Skulls. Skulls. The Skulls movie. I'm sorry, what happened now? The Skulls. Remember the Joshua Jackson was in the Skulls movie? I know. About the secret or the secret oh, yeah. brotherhood the secret all the presidents belong to. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. It's a really crappy movie. Okay. Speaking of movies, they're making the Slinky movie. What? Yes. Now, yeah. I, when I first heard this, I balked, especially yeah. when I found out that the director was going to be Tamara Davis, who also directed uh, Half-Baked and Billy Madison. I said, this can't go well. <laughs> but it turns out it actually sounds pretty interesting. It's a true story about Betty James, who was the wife of Richard James, and together they invented the Slinky. Okay. He, leave, he leaves her with six children, and a nearly bankrupt company just takes off. And she has to find a way in an era in the 50s that was dominated by male CEOs. She has to turn her business around and also be a full-time mob and did just that and made a huge success out That's of the Slinky. That's an amazing story. Right? How, how great is, inspirational is that? I thought they were going to try to go Lego movie with the Slinky. That's what I first saw. When I saw a Slinky movie in the headline, I was like, <laughs> fuck you. 
But now I'm in, now I'm interested. That's I want to see fascinating this. story. So I'm on board. Not on board with NCIS New Orleans. Why? Apparently, they almost got some actors killed. They were shooting a uh, a jewelry heist scene for the series Eddie Pence, mm-hmm. and according to to two actors who have filed a lawsuit, they forgot to tell the local police and authorities and get the proper permits what they were going to shoot that day. Really. And so during the scene, as you can imagine, in the middle of a busy New Orleans shopping center, someone saw men carrying guns inside a jewelry store and a clerk behind the counter with his arms raised. Oh, my God. Called the police, called 911, and real cops showed up pouring out of assault vehicles. Oh, my God. To arrest them before they were notified that they were, in fact, shooting a scene for NCIS New Orleans. Dude, someone could have gotten killed. That's what these actors are saying. That one wrong moment... Oh, my God. ...would have ended their lives. That's insane. And they're now suing CBS and the production company for uh, negligence, for putting them in harm's way. And if if these facts bear out, I would say absolutely. Yes. Sounds like somebody That's fucked insane. up in a big way. Yeah, big bad way. And sadly, Hugh Jackman has announced... We were just talking about you yesterday. It was his birthday. Yeah. Hugh Jackman has announced he has to push back his opening of his Broadway revival of the musical The Music Man yet again. Now it won't be on the stage until 2022, apparently. So we won't see Hugh Jackman playing Professor Harold Hill anytime soon. He was supposed to begin there at the Winter Garden Theater, and now it looks like, due to the fact that Broadway is still shut down, that they won't be... Hitting the boards until 2022, and um, Hugh Jackman says he still wants to do it. He's keeping his schedule open, but uh, folks who've been looking forward to seeing him play that role for some time now are going to have to wait. Sucks that we're not going to really get anything until 2022. It looks that way, doesn't it? It sucks. And, you know, that's assuming the vaccine comes in time and everything else works out. Wow. Uh, Jackman's people, his spokespeople, are saying there's no truth to the rumor that Hugh Jackman is actually pushing back his performance in The Music Man out of fear of being compared to a very successful version of Music Man done at Northeast High School in <laughs> Philadelphia back in oh, the really? uh, back in the uh, early 1980s. The, Apparently, that still carries a lot of weight in the, the legend still lives on in the theatrical industry, <laughs> and so the echoes are still heard. Every performance since <laughs> apparently has been measured up, and some not so favorably. That's, oh, all, that's all I'm saying. It's understandable. I don't. I forget who starred in the Music uh, Man. I have an idea. Back in uh, in the uh, 80s, but uh, yeah. people are still talking about it. Let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on October 13th. TV personality Billy Bush, formerly of Access Hollywood, is 49 years old Grandma the pussy guy. Fuck Billy Bush. All he's been doing since that video came out was crying about how it's been so hard for him. And, oh, I have daughters and I had to explain to them my behavior and it was awful. And everyone's picking on me, too. I got caught up in the jet stream of all the hatred for Donald Trump. Go fuck yourself. Because he was very active. If you listen to that audio. Oh, yeah. Very proactive, prodding him on, cheering him on every time Donald Trump talked about groping a woman without her consent or trying to fuck his co-worker or kissing women. He was all for it. Yep. And the creepiest part for me, after all that was said and done, when they get off the bus and there's that soap actress waiting for them to yeah. shoot the sequence, here's what Billy Bush says when they get off the bus, having known everything Donald Trump has said up to that point. 
Hello, how are you? Hi. Mr. Trump, how nice are you? Nice seeing you. Terrific. Nice to meet you. Terrific. You know Billy Bush? How Hello, are you? nice to see you. How are you doing, Ariane? I'm doing very well, thank you. Are you ready to be a soap star? We're ready. Let's go. Make right. me a soap star. How about a little hug for the Donald? He just got off the bus. Like a little okay, hug, absolutely. Wait a minute, wait a minute. How about a hug for the Donald? He like he like pimps for him. Fucking creep. Even Trump, in all his disgustedness, wasn't like, give me, give me a hug, give me, give me a I'm going to kiss you, I took some dick-dacks. He was at least standing there like a person. Billy yeah. Bush says, hey, why don't you give That's him a That's the weird hug? power he's got over people, is to make them become his like little sycophants that oh, just do shit for so, him. So it's amazing creepy. the power he gets over people. So, uh, fuck you, Billy Bush, on your birthday. He's 49 years old today. Uh, keyboardist Robert Lamb of Chicago, 76 today. Dr. Damon Wilson from Sanford and Son is 74 today. You big dummy. Damon. Damon's still alive. He's still around. Good job. Singer Sammy Hagar, at one time lead singer for Van Halen when it wasn't as good as the other time when they had the other guy. (laughs) He is 73 years old. He also had a solo career, kind of, sort of. Actor John Lone is 68 years old today. Tisha Campbell Martin from the TV series Martin and My Wife and Kids is 52. X-Files creator Chris Carter is 64. Kate Walsh from Private Practice and Grey's Anatomy is 53 today. Matt Walsh from Veep is 56. How great is Matt Walsh? Oh, great. From UCB and all that oh stuff. Oh, my yeah. God. He's, he's so beyond good. talented. Uh, singer Ashante is 40 years old today. When I get the strength to leave, you always tell me that you need me. And I'm weak because I believe you. And I'm mad because I love you. Caleb McLaughlin from Stranger Things is 19. Melinda Dillon, actress from A Christmas Story, is 81. She played the mom in A Christmas Story. And I always think of her as one of the great movie moms. Yeah, she was. Totally believable and a lot like a lot of our moms who were... I've had to play both sides of being the one to (laughs) reprimand and to discipline, but also be there when you needed some love. Like... Like Ralphie's little brother didn't want to eat his food, remember? Now, show me how the piggies eat. This is your trough. Show me how the piggies eat. Be a good boy. Show me how the piggies eat. I mean, she did that perfectly, that what a mom has to deal with siblings. Yes. The way she, you have to deal with siblings. I mean, it reminded the fact me that she though. never had a, a hot meal in her life because she yeah. was always getting up and serving everyone That's else. what happens. Yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen, Borat himself, is 49 <laughs> years old today. I like. Can't wait for that movie. See, his Twitter account he started? No, as Borat? Borat started Twitter just to troll Trump. Oh, my God. It's amazing. All right, I got to start. It's verified and everything. I got to follow Borat. <laughs> and musician Paul Simon, of course, legendarily with Simon and Garfunkel, but certainly an impressive solo career as well. He's 79 today. Well, I'm on my way. I don't know where I'm going, I'm on my way I'm taking my time, but I don't know where Goodbye to Rose, 
say the queen of Corona. See me and Julio down by the schoolyard. See me and Julio down by the schoolyard. And that's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And now it's time for us to take a look at one of your favorite TV theme songs and one of your favorite TV shows. It's TV Tunes Tuesday. Here we go. You know what day it is. It's TV Tunes Tuesday. On today's Ralph Report. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, you do. Today's show, as I mentioned, was formative only because I have vague remembers of what, uh, memories of watching it initially. I certainly watched the reruns since, but my sister was on fire for this show because she was in love with the leading man of this show. And the story behind it is pretty simple. It's a, it's a tale of commerce. It's a tale of someone trying to make some money. Mm -hmm. And in the late 60s, the monkeys showed that there was enormous power in mixing the genres of sitcom with the wor world of popular music. And so a lot of networks are trying to find the next show where they could have songs on the radio, sell albums, as well as feature a uh, sitcom cast. And ABC had an idea to do a show based on a family band called the Cow Sills, a popular band in the late 60s and early 70s. And when they couldn't come to terms with the Cow Sills, they took that premise and they just created a fictional family that was going to be singing popular songs. They already knew who the mom was going to be. Shirley Jones had already been signed on to play the mom of this singing family. They just had to flesh out the rest of it. And uh, Shirley was the one who suggested, you know, my my stepson, he's a good looking kid. And he also sings a little bit. Maybe he could be in the show as well. And that's exactly what happened from 1970 to 1974 on ABC. One of the biggest fake pop groups on television was born. Here's Steve with his request. Ralph, hey there, Stephen PV checking in, and yo-ho, Odie, how are you? <laughs> it's that time of the week, it's TV Tune Tuesday, and I've got a suggestion. Um, this one's a twofer, actually, because uh, the show is uh, The Partridge Family, and the theme song is Come On, Get Happy, and I think that's a happy hit for uh, Tuesday as well. Because, boy, I just cannot be happy when I hear that song playing. Um, Partridge Family was um, not really all that real. Uh, it was the wrecking crew with David Cassidy mainly and a little bit of Shirley Jones. But that's why the songs were so professionally sung. So anyway, I hope you like it too, L&B. Bye. The show was a lot like the Monkees in the sense that although they played their instruments on the TV show. They yeah. were, in fact, just lip syncing. And uh, Steve's right. Only Shirley Jones and, of course, the lead singer, David Cassidy, were the actual voices on the records. But they sold a ton of records by being on that TV show. Their biggest hit, I Think I Love You, went to number one in 1970. And it outsold the Beatles' Let It Be single. Wow. It was one of the biggest singles of the year. The TV show was also wildly successful and many... Young girls, like my sister, fell in love with David Cassidy, had a poster on her wall and the whole nine yards. Yeah. Here is the Partridge Family theme song, Come On, Get Happy. Hello, world, here's a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. A whole lot of loving is what we'll be bringing. We have a dream, we go traveling to 
together We'd spread a little love and it would keep moving on Something always happens whenever we're together We get a happy feeling when we're singing a song Standing along there's a song that we're singing Come on, get happy A whole lot of loving is what we'll be bringing We'll make you happy To admit, even as a kid, I knew Danny Bonaducci didn't know how to play a fucking bass. I was looking at him going, That kid's not playing that for real. That is the theme from the Partridge Family TV show. Although a lot of people people don't know is it wasn't the first theme for that show. The very first season had the same tune, but the lyrics actually, like many shows of the era, were explaining pretty much what you were going to yeah. see when you tuned in. So this is the first version that was only aired during the first season of the Partridge Family theme. That set up the show. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And the second season, like, that's awful. We don't want to put Reuben and Danny in the lyrics, do we? Let's change it and make it a little bit more nonspecific. Uh, after the show was canceled in 74, CBS did an animated show based on the Partridge family called Partridge Family 2200 AD. It was the Partridge what? family in the future. I don't remember that. It's goddamn awful. You're not missing a thing. But it's basically the Jetsons, but instead of the oh, Jetsons, it's the Partridge wow. family. And then in 2004, VH1 tried to bring back the Partridge family with a show called The New Partridge Family. What? Recasting it. And the only person really of note was Emma Stone as Laurie Partridge in that version. Wow. It was her first big break That's in show business. how she got her start. That's how I she got her start. That. Indeed. Wow. So there you go. Thanks, Steve, for calling in for the Partridge Family theme song. That's today's TV Tunes Tuesday. Here we go. You know what day it is. It's TV Tunes Tuesday. On today's round like that one that's it for today's show kids come on back tomorrow why don't you we're gonna have fun because every wednesday you know uh one of the most fun things we do is uh I, we go i make a point of um there's a i know this we do what uh, i wonder you got that right we're gonna take a long <laughs> look at, <laughs> at a song that was very popular <laughs> and however the artist wasn't quite able to recapture that level of success again so come on back tomorrow. we got your phone calls, more entertainment news. Oh, it's going to be a blast. But in order to come back, you have to be healthy. you got to take care of yourself. So stay the fuck at home. Wash your hands real good. Stay good in the hood. And always. Stay sweet at six feet. That's right. <laughs> and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Until tomorrow, 
Love you. Mean it. Bye. <laughs> 